Chapter Twenty Two of The Gloved Hand by Burton E. Stevenson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter Twenty Two The Summons. I was confused and shaken. I had no idea of the hour. I did not know whether that vision had lasted a minute or a thousand years. But when I blundered up the path to Godfrey's house, I found him and Simmons sitting on the porch together. I had Godfrey bring me out, said Simmons, as he shook hands, because I wanted another look at those midnight fireworks. Did you come up on the elevated? Yes, I answered, and I felt Godfrey turn suddenly in his chair at the sound of my voice and scrutinize my face. I had dinner in town and came up afterwards. What time was that? asked Godfrey quietly. I got up here about eight o'clock. I had an engagement with Miss Vaughan you have been with her since with her and silva and i dropped into a chair and mopped my face with my handkerchief the experience was almost too much for me i added and told them all that had occurred they listened godfrey motionless and intent and simmons with a murmur of astonishment now and then i am bound to confess i concluded that my respect for silva has increased immensely he's impressive he's consistent i almost believe he's sincere have you considered what that belief implies asked godfrey what does it imply if silva is sincere said godfrey slowly if he is really what he pretends to be a mystic a priest of siva intent only on making converts to what he believes to be the true religion then our whole theory falls to the ground and swain is guilty of murder i shivered a little but i saw that godfrey was right we are in this dilemma godfrey continued either silva is a faker and charlatan or swain is a murderer i wish you could have witnessed that horrible scene as i did i broke in it would have shaken your confidence too i wish you could have seen his face as he glanced back over his shoulder it was fiendish godfrey positively fiendish it made my blood run cold it makes it run cold now to remember it how do you explain all that crystal sphere business anyway asked simmons who had been chewing his cigar perplexedly it stumps me lester was hypnotized and saw what silva wanted him to see answered godfrey you'll remember he sat facing him but i objected no one remembers what happens during hypnosis they do if they are willed to remember silva willed you to remember it was cleverly done and his explanation of the origin of the vision was clever too moreover it had some truth in it for the secret of crystal gazing is that it awakens the subjective consciousness or great spirit as silva called it but you weren't crystal gazing to-night lester you were simply hypnotized you may be right i admitted i remember how his eyes stared at me but it was wonderful i'm more impressed with him than ever it isn't the fact that he hypnotized you that bothers me said godfrey after a moment it's the fact that he has also hypnotized miss vaughan the word startled me you think that's the reason of her behavior i asked quickly what other reason can there be godfrey demanded here we have a girl who thinks herself in danger and summons to her aid the man who loves her and whom presumably she loves and two days later when he has been imprisoned for a crime of which she declares it is absurd to suspect him instead of hastening to him or trying to carry out his wishes she turns her back on him and deliberately walks into the danger from which up to that moment she had shrunk with loathing contrast her behavior of saturday when she declared her faith in swain and begged your assistance 
with her behavior of yesterday and today when she throws you and swain aside and announces that she is going to follow silva to become a priestess of siva do you know what that means lester to become a priestess of siva no i answered slowly i don't know silva said that it was a great destiny yes and that it meant turning one's back on marriage that is right said godfrey in an indescribable tone there is no marriage there are only revolting abominable unspeakable rites and ceremonies i ran across professor sutro the orientalist to-day and had a talk with him about it he says the worship of siva is merely the worship of the reproductive principle as it runs through all creation and that the details of this worship are inconceivably disgusting that is the sort of destiny miss vaughan has chosen my hands were clammy with the horror of it we must save her i said hoarsely of course she doesn't know doesn't suspect we must get her away from silva undoubtedly we must do something godfrey agreed i don't know how we can get her away from silva but we might get silva away from her couldn't you arrest him on suspicion and keep him locked up for two or three days simmons i might simmons grunted and while he's away you can work with her lester take mrs royce to see her give her a hint of what saivaism really is or get mrs royce to if that doesn't have any effect we can try stronger measures but i believe if we can get her away from silva's influence for a few days she will be all right again i hope so i agreed but i'm not at all certain she didn't behave like a hypnotized person godfrey she seemed to be acting of her own free will i couldn't see that silva was trying to influence her in any way she said she was trying to carry out her father's wishes and it certainly was his wish the will proves that if anybody is hypnotizing her i should say it was he well i can't arrest him said simmons with a grin her father's wishes may have had some weight with her at the outset admitted godfrey but they couldn't have driven her to the length to which she has gone and about the will if vaughan had not been killed if he had been found insane the will would have been at once invalidated don't you get the glimmer of a motive for his murder there lester it can be invalidated now if miss vaughan contests it i pointed out yes but unless she does contest it it will stand but if vaughan had been declared insane the will could never have been probated no contest would have been necessary do you see the difference i see what you mean but i don't think it amounts to much silva declares that if miss vaughan contests the will he will not defend it but he knows perfectly well that she will not contest it the surest way to prevent a contest is by adopting just such an attitude besides if we don't save her he'll get her share too vaughan's estate and vaughan's daughter and everything else that was vaughan's will disappear into his maw oh he's playing for a big stake lester and it looks to me as though he were going to win it it looked so to me too and i fell into gloomy thought you've got your men watching the house i suppose i asked at last turning to simmons yes and we managed to score one little point to-day what was that i found out that annie coogan the housemaid over there had a cousin on the force so i got him out here and he managed to have a talk with her he didn't find out anything he added that is anything we don't know but she promised to leave the door of her bedroom open at night and if anything happened to show a light at her window splendid i said and of course she'll keep her eyes open in the daytime sure she will she's a bright girl the only thing i'm afraid of is that the hindu will get on to her and fire her but she's been warned to be mighty careful if they don't suspect her maybe she'll have something to tell us in a day or two 
perhaps she will i agreed and i drew a breath of relief surely with all these guardians inside the house and out miss vaughan was safe the least outcry would bring swift assistance besides i could not bring myself to believe that silva was such a brute as godfrey seemed to think him i had been attracted by him not repelled and i have always believed in the accuracy of these instinctive feelings and godfrey himself i reflected did not seem to be very clear in the matter if silva was merely a faker and a charlatan there was no reason why he should wish to induct miss vaughan into the mysteries of a religion which he wore only as a cloak to be dropped as soon as his plans were accomplished on the other hand if he was sincere and really wished to convert the girl it was only reasonable to suppose that he was sincere in other things as well it reduces itself to this i said finally to godfrey if silva is a charlatan there is no reason why he should hypnotize miss vaughan but if he really wishes to make a priestess of her then by the same token he is sincere and not a charlatan at all godfrey nodded there's a twist there which i can't seem to get straight he admitted we'll have to watch silva a little longer to find out what his game really is of course it's just possible that he'd be glad to get rid of the girl but that she really is obsessed by the idea of carrying out her father's wish if that's the case silva is rather up a tree that's where we'd better be getting broke in simmons who had taken out his watch and held it up to the light it's nearly twelve o'clock and i don't want to miss the fireworks besides you fellows don't gain anything by all this jawing you've been at it for an hour and you're more tangled up now than when you started my motto with a case of this kind is just to sit quiet and watch it and pretty soon the rat thinks the coast is clear and pokes out his head and you nab him there's a good deal in that agreed godfrey with a little laugh i admit that our arguing doesn't seem to lead anywhere come along and he led the way out among the trees now take these fireworks went on simmons in a low tone when we were sitting side by side on the limb i don't understand what they mean but they must mean something am i laying awake nights worrying about them not me i'm just going to keep on watching till i find out what the meaning is i know you're a great fellow for theory and deduction and all that sort of thing godfrey and i know you've pulled off some mighty clever stunts but after all there's nothing like patience yes it's dogged as does it agreed godfrey patience is a great thing i only wish i had more of it it would be a good thing assented simmons candidly when we fell silent gazing out into the darkness surely said godfrey at last it must be twelve o'clock simmons got out his watch and flashed upon it a ray from his electric torch yes he said it's four minutes after i felt godfrey's hand stiffen on my arm then there's something wrong he whispered you remember lester what happened the other time that light failed to appear a man was murdered the darkness into which i stared seemed suddenly to grow threatening and sinister full of vague terrors even simmons grew uneasy and i could feel his arm twitching godfrey put his foot on the ladder and began to descend simmons and i followed him silently i'm going over the wall he said when we were on the ground something's wrong and we've got to find out what it is how will we get down asked simmons there's no ladder there godfrey considered a moment we can stand on top of the wall he said at last and lift this ladder over it won't be easy but it can be done go ahead lester and be careful of the glass i mounted the ladder felt cautiously along the top of the wall and found a place where i could put my feet simmons followed me and then came godfrey his was the difficult part to draw up the ladder and lower it again as for me it was all i could do to keep from falling 
i felt absurdly as though i were standing on a tremulous tightrope high in the air but godfrey managed it somehow and started down and at that instant there shrilled through the night the high piercing note of a police whistle it rose and fell rose and fell rose and fell and then came poignant silence the sound stabbed through me without hesitation or thought of peril i let myself go and plunged downward into the darkness end of chapter twenty two read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com